Welcome to the Worshipped Woman Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Kristen. I am a life and relationship coach, deep healing facilitator, and subconscious change expert. On this podcast, we will dive deep into personal growth, transformation, and relationships, releasing patterns of toxicity, codependency, and people-pleasing as we explore what it means to be the worshipped woman. If you are ready to heal, embody your worth, and raise your standards in life and love, you are in the right place. I am so happy to have you here. Now, let's get started. Hello, sisters. Welcome back to the podcast. Kelly Kristen here. And I am so very happy that you decided to hang out with me and press play on this today. And I'm excited to have a, what I consider a pretty interesting conversation today. And so if you have been hanging out on the podcast for a while, I used to talk about this more. I feel like I haven't spoken about it in a while. And I'm talking like really early episodes, maybe in like the first 10 to 20 episodes, something like that. I really hit on this. So we're kind of going to kind of go into the subconscious mind a little bit. If you don't know, I'm very, very into the subconscious mind. A lot of my work is around reprogramming the subconscious because uh, we have our conscious mind, of course, and then we have our subconscious mind, which literally means beneath our conscious awareness, your subconscious is largely programmed and I'm using the word programmed very specifically here, and we'll get back to this in a moment, but it's largely programmed by the time that you are seven years old. And this is literally due to the fact that when you are young, zero to seven years old, you have your brain is in a different theta state, which is much more malleable, if you will. It's a much more open state. We can get into a theta state now. That is, in fact, what happens when you go into hypnosis. Um, that is what happens, you know, you go in and out of theta states all of the time. However, when you are young, you're in a theta state the whole time. You're absorbing information. I often use the metaphor that your brain is like a sponge, literally just soaking up everything. During this time period, you are not able to critically think, right? Like five-year-olds don't know how to critically think. You also accept you know, authority figures as being right, as having the authority. This is how we're programmed. This is how we survive. And again, I'm using the word programmed. And now I want to highlight why that is. Your mind is literally like a computer running programs. How do computers work? Well, somebody has to program the computer right? They have to put in, this computer does this, this computer does that. I mean, that's like a very simplification of programming. But essentially, your mind is like a computer. And it has been programmed. It has been programmed through your upbringing. It has been programmed through um, how you're advertised to. It has been programmed through what you watch on TV. It is programmed through your friends. It is programmed through all of these things. And one of the most powerful things that you can realize are the programs that you're running. And the programs that you're running are, you know, programs around your relationships, programs around your money, programs around health, programs around 
your happiness um, programs around pretty much everything, right? You are running these programs mostly unconsciously, meaning you are not aware that you have been programmed with this. You are not aware that there is also another possibility. And I'm talking about this today because I was having a an interesting conversation the other night, um, and I was talking about how I chose to stop drinking. And this was, uh, gosh, about four and a half years ago now, almost five years, that I chose to stop drinking completely. Now, this had been something that was on my mind for a while. Like I was just kind of, you know, out of my party phase in my 20s and everything. And I was just drinking less and less. But then I just really started feeling like, man, I don't like the way that this makes me feel. I don't like, you know, how if I wake up with a headache, I don't like feeling tired. It just it really didn't make any sense to me even to have, you know, one glass of wine or something because it just didn't feel good in my body. And as somebody who was on a super grand healing journey, coming back home to myself, I was really in the habit of listening to myself, listening to my body. I still am today. It's what drives me. And I think it's a really important thing. But I was also talking about how one of the biggest sort of revelations I had once I decided to stop drinking was that I was essentially opting out of the program. Because there is a program that runs in our society that says you drink when something good happens, you drink if something bad happens, you drink on the weekends because it's fun, you you know you have a, a drink with your girlfriends on girls' night, you have a drink to you know all of these stories that we tell ourselves about drinking, and I really started thinking like, well, where did that story even come from? And do I want to participate in that? And that is what I meant by I opted out of the program. There was that program running and it was in my my subconscious, essentially, that said, this is how you act. This is how you behave. This is how you celebrate. This is what you do. Um, and I no longer wanted to participate in that program. And you have the same power to do that with just about any one of the programs that you have running. But of course, you first have to become aware of it. Now, in this podcast, we talk a lot about relationships. You have a relationship program. You have a program that says this is what love is. You have a program that says this is the kind of love that I deserve. And you also have another program running for how happy you are allowed to be. And the happiness program, I swear, is one of the best to opt out of because most people are not happy. Most people are not happy. They complain all of the time. They're unhappy with their jobs. They're unhappy with their relationships. They're unhappy with all of these things. And yet they stay there in the unhappiness. They stay there in the complaint. They stay there in the place of, this is just what my life is, right? This is how it is. And why people do this is because of the program running that says, this is normal. This is normal. This is what life is like. And this program largely comes from our parents or whoever raised us. But it also comes from the culture that you're raised in, the TV that you're watching, the things that you're seeing in magazines, all of this stuff, right? So it's not just our parents and people that raised us. It's also, you know, who were your friends and what were they up to? And if you hung out with like, a certain friend all of the time and their parents and what they were up to. It's like whatever was normal in your upbringing, whatever is normal to you becomes the programs that you then operate on. And 
you get to opt out of these things. Another example I want I want to bring up is that, and I remember this so vividly, and it's so funny because it's just it's funny how certain things just stick out and really make an impact. And I was actually in nursing school at the time, and I was taking an advanced psychology course, and the teacher said something about. We were talking about, um, you know, different developmental stages in psychology or whatever. And then we were talking about older life, older adulthood. And there was a question that she had posed about, you know, in older life, like what are the expectations? And we were talking psychology, right? But one of the, the question was centered around, well, is it something about is it normal to have a lot of it's normal to be sick. It's normal to have multiple illnesses. It's normal to um, all of these kind of things that we might typically associate with old age, right? Like you get old and you get sick. And the most of the class agreed that that was normal. And she stopped and said, actually, it's common, but it's not normal. There's nothing about old age that says you have to become sick, that you have to have multiple illnesses, that you have to be on medication. It's normal. It's, it's, excuse me, it's not normal, but it is common. It is common. And so that really impacted me in that moment. Now, it wasn't until many years later until I really realized what that meant and what I could do with that information. But that stuck out to me because I was like, huh, how many things do I consider to be normal or have an expectation that that's just what's going to happen because it's common, because somebody else said that that's what happens, because doctors say it, because my parents said it, right? And now in my life, I have opted out of all kinds of programs, especially around what other people are telling me is possible for me. And I want to implore to you that you can do this too. We all have this power. We all have the power to wake up and go, you know what? Hmm, I don't like this. You know what? That doesn't actually work for me. What are my expectations here? And do I actually want that? Do I actually want that? You know, I was having another uh, conversation with a friend of mine who says things all the time, like, I'm just unlucky. I'm just unlucky, this, that. And I'm like, of course you're unlucky because somehow you have convinced yourself that you are unlucky and you are going to keep convincing yourself that you are unlucky. And then guess what? You're going to have to continuously see in your reality all of the ways in which you are unlucky so that you can validate that belief. That's what we do. We have beliefs and then we seek to validate them. That is what our behavior is based on. We have beliefs. We behave in a way to validate our beliefs. So if the programs are running and you're behaving in a way that you don't like and you have outcomes that you don't like, well, guess what? We have to go back and change the beliefs. We have to opt out of these programs that you have been put into. And This is where I think hypnosis is such a powerful tool because obviously you're going into the subconscious. Uh, The type of hypnosis I do is where we're actually releasing memories that that releasing the the emotion and the memory where the belief got picked up, where it got instilled in the subconscious. And then we're reprogramming the mind to believe new, more empowering beliefs. That's a really, really important part. Let's say you're not into hypnosis or you don't want to do this or you don't know when to do that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But you can just start with opting out of the program. 
You can start by looking at yourself, looking at the expectations, looking at, well, wait a second, what kind of relationships am I in? What kind of relationship am I in if I'm in one? Or what kind of relationships have I been in? Ooh, wait a second. I don't like that. That is just a program. That's just a program. I want a new program. I want a new program. I want to opt out of the old program and I want a new one. And you know what? That's exactly what I did with my relationships. And I, you know, I do a lot of content creation around, you know, how do you actually heal from toxic relationships and move on to where you're like breaking this cycle to where you don't have to experience that again. And the most important thing, there's all of these things that you can do, and there's so many different healing modalities. And of course, I love to share them with you. I have an entire program, Heal, Rise, Thrive, that is all about healing from toxic relationships. And actually, the wait list is open for the next round if you want to get on on that. But if you are even going to do the healing work, there's something that you have to do before all of that. Before all of that is to decide. You have to decide, I am worthy of changing this. I deserve to be happy. And that is opting out of the old program. Do you get that? That is opting out of the old program that said it's normal to not be happy in my relationship. It's normal to not be treated well. It's normal to have anxiety in my relationship. It's normal to feel on edge all the time. It's normal to feel like I can't be myself. No, 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 no. You get to opt out of these things. This does not have to be your life, but you have to make the decision. It all starts with a decision. It all starts with you saying, no more. This is not how I want my life to be. This is not how it's going to go. And you know what? I'm going to say goodbye to this program and I'm going to get a new one. And if you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, Kelly, well, it's really not that simple. You got to do this. You got to do that. What if it was that simple, though? What if it was that simple? You know, there's something that I say um, when I'm when I'm teaching the group and I'll say it takes just a single a single new spark, a single thing in your mind, a single click, a single light bulb to go off and the embodiment of that new thing that just clicked for you to change everything. What if it was that simple? Like, yes, there's even stories around, well, if you've been traumatized and you've gone through all this in your life, it's going to take years to heal. It's going to take, you know, so long. You're never going to be okay. Is what? Why? Who decided that that was the absolute fucking truth? Who decided that that was the truth? And why have you decided to believe them? Because you believe that they have authority. But what if it actually was easy to heal? What if it actually was easy to reprogram your mind? What if the decision to do so was simple for you? What if you started assuming, actually, this is easy for me. Actually, this this healing work, it's great. I love it. What if you just assumed that it was going to go amazing for you? What if you assumed that, of course, you're going to have a healthy relationship. Of course, you're going to find somebody who treats you well. Why would you not? Right? And we've had this conversation before. Why would you not? But you've got to opt out of all these programs and all these people. And you know what? I, I really love Instagram. I love the platform. I love being able to share on there. And there are so many different 
teachers, educators, therapists, all of these people, and they all have their own beliefs. They've been indoctrinated from schooling and all of these different things and everything and da 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 whatever. And, you know, some of them will tell you all of the ways in which you have to stay broken. And that is because that is the system that they came from, the system that says, you know, the healthcare system that is really a sick care system that just keeps people coming back for more medications longer and longer and longer without ever actually healing. And I know that can be a sensitive subject for a lot of people. I do have experience in the medical community. I am a former nurse. I also worked as a surgical device rep. I've been on many different sides of the hospital. Um, I'm also somebody who decided to completely opt out when a doctor told me that I had two autoimmune disorders that I would never heal, that I had depression, that I uh, needed to be on <laughs> six different medications basically for the rest of my life, that I would never be able to do this, blah, 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 blah. I'd be overweight. I'd be all of these things, blah, blah, you know, so many things that I was told. And I decided to opt out of that program because it didn't make any sense to me that that would be true. Why would that be true? And so many times we give our power away because we've been programmed through society that like doctors know more than us or, you know, all of these stories and, and all of the advertising and all of these things. And it's not, you know, and gosh, even when I told people that, no, I wasn't taking any of those medications. It was like, oh, what? Why? You're not listening to the doctors? You know, and I said, no, I'm taking this into my own hands. And of course, if you need medical care, please get medical care. If you're on medication, please don't stop taking your medications. That is not what this is about. I'm just talking about my own personal journey through this and opting out of the program where somebody told me that I was going to have to be on medication forever to be okay. And I said, that is unacceptable in my life. That is unacceptable. And you know what? I do the blood tests. I do the things. I don't have any of those autoimmune disorders anymore. I'm not on any medication. And maybe you've heard this story before. If you've read my book, I shared a little bit more about it. But it's important because so many times we take this diagnosis on like it's, you know, it's something that we're going to have to keep forever. You know, I hear people say, my depression, my anxiety. Is it yours? Is it yours that you have to keep it forever? Do you identify with it? Or can you opt out of that program? Can you say, gosh, you know, I know that I've been told this and... What else is possible here? And is there another way to look at this? And is there something else that I could do? Because I promise you, when you start looking for the opportunities and you start looking for the openings, they're there. They are there. But you first have to open yourself up to the possibility and to the other underlying belief that it's possible for you. You can do this with everything in your life. Look at your life. Seriously, have an honest look at yourself. Look at your relationships. Look at your finances. Look at your happiness level and say, what are the programs that I'm running here? What have I accepted that I actually don't want? And then you work towards building the new program. And how do you do that? Well, uh, repetition, repetition of a new way of being, um, getting yourself into different moods, shifting your energy shifting the belief that you have within yourself, deciding that you're worthy of being happy, deciding that you're worthy of being healthy, deciding that you are a co-creator in this life. And there's so many resources to help you do this. You just have to look for them. Your subconscious mind is so, so powerful, okay? They have done different studies on the subconscious mind. Like they have put people into full-on anesthesia 
through the subconscious mind, through hypnosis, and done whole surgeries on them. Okay? This is how powerful your subconscious mind is. They have, I mean, look up the work of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. The man was told he was never going to walk again because he was in a accident where he was on a bicycle and got hit by a car. And he broke um, bones in his spine, damaged his spine. And through the power of his mind, realigned his spine, healed, he walks perfectly. He's helped a lot of other people do the same. I mean, you have to start opening yourself up to the possibility like, yeah, maybe I don't have the whole story here. Yeah, maybe I don't know what the full answer is. And maybe, just maybe I am pretty fucking powerful. And I can choose to tap into that. And I really, really hope that you do. Because life is so much more fun. So much more rewarding. And you do deserve to be happy. Okay, that is going to be it for me today. Do me a favor. If you liked this episode, or if you know somebody else that needs to hear it, please share it. Please share it. That means the most to me. I love uh, when you guys are sharing it. If you want to take a screenshot, let me know you're listening. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Kelly Kristen. And if you really love it, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much to get this out to more people, which is what I am looking to do. And I appreciate you all so very much. I hope that you have a beautiful, beautiful day. I love you guys so much, and I'll talk to you soon.